Inside Chicago Government. ShyGov.com. Welcome to another in a series of interviews with Ben Jarofsky. I'm Dave Gloetz. Ben Jarofsky writes on government and politics for the Chicago Reader. He's here with me today. Keeping cool, Ben? Yes, I am, David. I'm keeping very cool because I'm always cool. Today we're talking about your article that appeared in the Reader on July 11th, 2013, titled as Schools Starve, Mayor Emanuel Finds $5 Million <laughs> for Hot Dogs. Ah, yes. Great, 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 great story, if I must say so much. I'm getting that you like this story. Yes. In this story that you like, you juxtapose the city's <laughs> awarding yeah. of $5 million to Vienna Beef right. for a plant relocation. Mm-hmm. Plant as in building, not as in rhododendron. <laughs> plant relocation, juxtapose that with the layoff of hundreds of public school employees. Yes. And specifically, you talk about how the city's tax increment financing program robs the school system of property tax revenue while giving it away to less deserving development projects. The $5 million for the hot dogs to go yes. comes from tax increment financing. That is correct, Senator. Your article and what I want to talk about has to do with the Sun-Times editorial that appeared on June 14th, 2013, mm-hmm. titled How CPS Got Into Its Financial Mess. Mm-hmm. It says each year, Chicago Public Schools or CPS can only grow property tax revenue by the cap, the increase in the rate of inflation or 5%, whichever is less. Critics claim, I'm quoting now, critics claim that tax increment financing districts siphon roughly $250 million annually from CPS by diverting revenue from property value growth into TIF funds. But even if the city killed all TIFs or TIF districts, CPS would not get much new revenue. And then they go on. Remember the tax cap? When property values grow, the cap severely limits how much new revenue CPS can draw from that added value. In other words, most of the $250 million wasn't going to CPS anyway. So I want to dissect that a little bit. That is just so blatantly cynical and... Is it right? That's what I want to know. There's always a kernel of truth. That's like a talking point that the Board of Ed released in order to justify going along with a program that deprives of a money. To me, the key point yes. here is increased assessed value mm-hmm. of property versus an increase in the levy, the tax yes. levy that taxing bodies. The money siphoned off of property taxes by tax increment financing districts results from an increase in assessed value of the property in the TIF district. Is that not correct? Yes. And it's only that. In its purest form, A TIF is an investment in which you take money today to grow the tax base tomorrow. As a result, the law specifically exempts TIFs from the property tax cap because the whole point of the program, the whole freaking point we have this thing, is to grow the tax base. So you don't want to penalize public schools from investing today's property tax dollars into development schemes that will grow property tax dollars. You want to encourage them to do it, provided that each investment is a reasonable one and not just a total scam. So as the property tax base grows through TIF development, when the TIF expires, the public schools get to tax that at full extent without affecting their cap. So to say that the cap somehow or other prevents the public schools from yielding the results of TIF growth is to be categorically ignorant of what the whole freaking program is about. And it's just wrong. Flat out wrong. It's simply inaccurate. It's simply inaccurate. So I presume the bright one got this 
as a talking point from the Board of Education or the mayor's office. That means the Board of Education is either ignorant about how the whole program works or they're just willfully passing on whatever propaganda point the mayor wants them to pass on Gee, I wonder in order to justify going, well, it's a combination of both, really. I mean, they're just merely doing anything they can to justify the existence of a program that deprives them of the money that they need to educate the children of Chicago. It's probably best for the city to just raise the white flag on manufacturing in this area and sell it off for residential. It's the highest and best use instead of keeping one vestige of manufacturing in this area. Ben, thanks for joining me today. Thank you, David. Listeners, we welcome your suggestions for future interviews. Search for us on Facebook and Twitter by looking for Inside Chicago Government. I'm Dave Glowetz. Thanks for listening.